Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, September the 2nd, and for the first time this season, believe it or not, we have a Philadelphia Phillies team that is over... 516 and 15 on the season after beating the Nets 6 and nothing last night. Aaron Nola, just terrific. Again, we'll dive into it. All the Phillies have now won 7 of 8. Bryce Harper said 9 of 10. They've done 7 of 8 uh, since he said that. Um, fun to watch. Uh, this offense is, is pretty relentless, and they, they bring it seemingly every night right now, and you know, when you've got Nola on the hill, when you got Wheeler on the hill, hopefully when you got Eflin on the hill, it feels like you got a chance no matter what, you know, because this offense is going to keep up. And uh, they did it again last night. Shut out the Nats. Nola was, again, just terrific. And the Phillies are really burying the Nats right now as the Nats sitting at 12-21 and 21 on the season while the Phillies at 16-15. and 15. That is glorious to see an early uh, five-game lead on the Nats is a beautiful thing. Um, and they've had the Nats number so far this year as they have obviously taken every game they've played them in. So that is fun to see. And uh, again, the Phillies firmly sitting in a playoff spot right now. We'll dive into that later as well. But um, playing good baseball. And again, you know, winning seven of eight, that is something we haven't seen the Phillies do a lot over the last couple of years. They've been the kind of team that, as we all know, would win a few, lose a few, win a few, lose a few. Almost like a broken record. And uh, and now, you know, on a, on a little bit of a run right now, which is super, super fun to see. And obviously, you hope it continues. Let's look in the last night. Prior to the game last night, uh, we didn't get to see uh, David Phelps last night. We're excited for his debut. We didn't need to because Aaron Nola was so dominant. Um, but uh, Phelps added to the roster, Adam Morgan to the IL with shoulder fatigue. Morgan hadn't looked himself, so... Not a surprise, but the Phillies uh, going to last night again, looking to finally get over that threshold of 500, sitting at 15 and 15 on the season. And they just were all over the Nets. Really uh, an awesome showing. It was a low-scoring game for a while as uh, Phillies didn't get on the board to the fifth inning, but they got on the board in the fifth inning a couple times. Alec Bohm, a monster 379-foot home run his second of his career and, of course, of the season. And the Phillies go up one nothing in the fifth, and then JT Romito would single and run later in the inning. Um, then the Phillies would get on it again in the sixth. Boom, again, a double to right center, you know, showing that stroke, that um, opposite field ability. Boom, two for four last night, batting 291 on the season, a 365 OPP, a 491 slugging. That is super impressive. For a 23, 24-year-old kid coming up, first experience in the majors to just um, flash this consistently. You know, you could just you could just see it. I mean, this kid is a hitter. 
He is a, a stone cold hitter, and he's going to uh, have a really nice career. You know, he's going to have some seasons where he bats over 300. He's going to have some seasons where he hits, you know, in the neighborhood of 50 doubles. He's going to be um he's going to be a legit bat for this team. Uh, a guy that if you're a, a fan of an opposing team, you don't want to face. Um, he's been great. So that's exciting and, and certainly flashed it last night. The Phillies would finish out the scoring in the six after the uh, Bohm doubles in a run. Then uh, later, uh, uh, a couple batters later, Andrew McCutcheon comes up to the plate and hits a monster shot, uh, certainly significantly further than Bohm's was, um, to left field, uh, scoring three, six, nothing. That would be it. Aaron Nola, just fantastic. Yet again, Nola gives you eight. Shutout last night. Only five base runners, two hits, three walks, nine strikeouts from Nola. He goes 113 pitches again, back-to-back starts, and look really comfortable in doing so. And um, just having a great season. Nola sitting at two, four, five ERA on the season. That's obviously just terrific. And we've seen it. You know, when uh, he's only had a couple bad starts, every other start's been just awesome. And in every start where he's looked locked in, he has been vintage the best version of Aaron Noel that we've seen um right there with that and and it's awesome and and, and last night was so exception just had a, no exception was um had everything working and uh a Nationals lineup that's been despite their record the lineup's been really good <laughs> the lineup's batting like 270 or something as a lineup which is crazy um so uh Nola was uh didn't phase him as only gave up the two hits uh, in eight innings of work just uh just awesome. McDonaris comes in, gets a, a no runs in the ninth, but made it a little scary. Ended up letting runners in second on third, but ultimately gets out of it without allowing anything, maintaining the shutout. Nola gets the win. And um, again, just, um, you know, the Phillies felt like a good baseball team last night. You know, it felt like a team that put up some runs, threw a good game, no problems. You know, just handled business. Um, and, uh, that too is something we haven't seen a lot of over the last couple seasons. And, uh, it was awesome. It was just a nice, easy win. You know, those are seemingly with the Philadelphia Phillies few and hard, uh, few and far between, uh, the rarity it is of, uh, getting, um, a nice chill, easy, shut them down type of win. The Phillies did it last night and, Again, um, now I've already, at worst, split this series with the Nationals. Two more tonight, a big one with Scherzer against Wheeler. We'll talk about that later. But um, ultimately, you know, I said take three or four heading into the series and kind of kind of bury the Nats a little bit. It's a short season. We are now 31 games through, and we'll talk about some of the second half questions about this team in a, in a few minutes. But um, we're cruising along here. You know, it's uh, it's getting to be that time where, you need to put up or shut up. And here's the thing. There are definitely uh, uh, a lot of playoff teams, as we talked about this year. So there's some room for error, and there are a lot of teams, a lot of teams still in it. And the Phillies at 16 and 15, while firmly in playoff position, are, are not by any means you know, running away with anything, obviously. So uh, it's uh, harder to get buried than I thought it would be in this short season. Um, but we're getting to the point where, you know, once we only have 15, 20 games left, if you're – still sitting, you know, six, seven out of a playoff spot. That's hard to make up. It's really hard to make up, almost impossible to make up um, when you just look at it mathematically. Um, so 
you know, Phillies are, are positioning themselves well and, and pushing down a team they, they compete with, even though the Nationals have been nowhere near as good as Phillies, obviously. Um, a team you come into the season expecting to compete with the World Series champs. Let's not forget that, um, although we'd like to. Uh, but this season, not looking like it. And uh, the Phillies taking advantage. Uh, again, big one tonight. We'll talk about that again. But last night was just a fun night of baseball. They hit. They pitched. They got the job done. It was good to see. And look, even though we had Nolan Hill, uh, Patrick Corbin's a, a damn good pitcher, a really outstanding pitcher, and the Phillies were able to get to him enough and then obviously get a little more. And uh, that was uh, that was awesome to see. Again, they just showed up yet again. Seven of eight. And again, seven of eight after such a gut punch of a day in Toronto. And then the, the two losses in Atlanta, um, the five-game losing streak with the loss in Boston prior to that, just... Um, it really felt like a season careening out of control, sitting at 9-14, and 14, saying, you know, this team don't have it. This bullpen is just way too bad. They're not going to be good enough, period. End of story. And 7 out of 8 later, and a totally revamped bullpen later, at least, you know, maybe not good, but still better, you think, we think. Um, you know, it's a, it's a different outlook on the season, and, that, and that's exciting. And, and Harper said it. He's like, we need to do a 9 of 10. And I said, no, you don't even need to do that. You know, 6 of 10, 7 of 10, I'll probably do it. And they've won 7 of 8. So um, good on the Phillies for, for pulling themselves back in the season, and, and good for us as it's been super fun to watch. Um, all right, speaking of which, and again, we'll get to tonight's game in a little bit. Um, but with us being one game now into the second half of the season, and um, looking ahead, I want to talk about some of the second half questions about this team. The, the, the things to watch. What's going to make this team either be a a legitimate playoff team, a fringe playoff team, not a playoff team? And I think they're going to be a playoff team. I said it before the season based um, on the expansion. I, I didn't think they would necessarily be a playoff team if it were not for the three extra playoff spots. But I felt pretty confident that they would be one of the eight best teams in the National League, and I still feel that. Um, but these things can kind of take them from from being a you know the eighth seed or or potentially out of the playoffs, depending on how these things break, um, to being a you know uh, the second place team in the division and and someone no one's excited to play or even the first place. Look, the Braves are not infallible; they're not as good as they were the last couple of years, mostly because their pitching staff is a absolute disaster. Again, after Max Fried, it is train wreck city and no one you know they didn't make a move so no reinforcements coming they've got guys in the minors they can bring up but guys have already struggled in the majors this year and they sent back and forth it's not a good spot so um if things go right the phillies could contend for both the the division and obviously second place or whatever um i, I think you know we'll start with the thing that i feel the most confident about is, is can this offense keep it up Especially guys like Rees and, and Kutch, who, who finally feel like they're back. Gene Segura feels like he's back. The bench guys who brought it, Bruce and, and Goslin. Bruce more of a starter, obviously. Goslin. Um, are these guys going to be able to keep it up? Is this lineup going to be able to continue to put up the type of numbers they put up where we're talking about one of the best offenses in baseball statistically, you know, top two or three in, in most categories, run scored, all the important stuff. They're right there. You know, they've been one of the best offenses in baseball. And, you know, we, Harper, Romeo are, are a little colder right now, but we feel good about them 
being there when you need them and keeping it up. So it's can the rest of them keep it up with them? And um, I really think it can. Uh, I think this offense is straight up legit. You know, it's what we thought it could be. You know, when we talked about the potential of a lineup of McCutcheon and Hoskins and Harper and Romuto and Segura and Gregorius, and then uh, Bruce and Bohm coming up and being what he is and Goslin when he plays and Roman Quinn and Hazley when he gets the opportunity, which seems like he never does anymore. Um, it's got potential to be a r- real, real legitimate lineup, one of the best in baseball, and that's what it is right now. And I, I think that it can continue to be. Look, uh, again, Reese Hoskins isn't going to be the hottest hitter in baseball forever because that's what he does. He'll get cold again, and then I'll get hot again, potentially, hopefully, if we have enough time for both. Um, but, man, if he can just continue to be a, a semblance of the guy we're seeing now, and Didi is just such a big addition to the lineup, both offensively and defensively, and McCutcheon, if he keeps it up, and Alec Bohm being the hitter that he's been, if that continues, if he doesn't have too much of a learning curve and an adjustment, like if he's already gone through it like he did for, for a few games where he was kind of struggling with off-speed stuff and, and seemingly figuring it out, um, man, yeah, this offense is real. It's legit. It has a chance to be one of the best in baseball to continue this all season long and to really carry this team. You know, to keep them in any game. And that is, that's the thing. If you're going to have a team that is offense heavy and uh, you're going to have a bullpen like this, um, that offense has to show up and they have to be consistent and they have to be there when you need them. Like when you're down 10 nothing and you actually make a run, even though you didn't win that game. Um, I think they're legit. I think they keep it up. I don't think the offense is the reason this team fails. And again, I, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but um, I think the offense keeps hitting. And uh, I think. Most of this is real. You know, Phil Gosselin's not going to bat 400 or, you know, I know he's below that now, but you know what I mean. Like, but it's real. Uh, and I think McCutcheon being back is real. I think Reeves being back is, is real. And I think Bohm's real and all that. So Segura, I mean, look, Segura's a way better hitter than he was last year. His whole career, it's not crazy to think he'd be back. And it looks like he's he's starting to be back. So I believe in the offense. So, yes. Uh, all right, pitching. That's where the rubber meets the road, as we know. Um, this team will will live and die ultimately with the pitching uh, from a grand scale. Obviously, how good they can be, what they can do, especially if we're you know taking the supposition like I just said that I think the offense keeps it up and I think they're a legitimate offensive team this season. Um, we'll get to the bullpen in a second. Starters, I think we can agree. Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler were good. I think we think they're going to keep it up, and I feel really confident with those guys taking the hill two times every five days. The question comes down to the other guys, and they didn't make a trade, so it's Eflin, it's Arietta, it's Howard. And look, with all the doubleheaders they have next month, I mean, or this month, if it's September, geez, um, this month, we're going to see Velasquez start some games. We might see a bullpen game. We're going to see stuff happen. They might bring someone up to start a game. Who knows? Um, but those five guys. Uh, we feel good about the top two. The other questions are with the three. I think with Zach Eflin, the question is, is he legit? You know, can Eflin be your three? And I think ideally he's a four um, or a five, you know, and a great staff. Um, but what we've seen from him has three upside. You know, his last outing, seven innings, eight strikeouts, like 70-something pitches, 83 pitches. I mean, he was cruising before that rain delay. When he's locked in like that, he's pretty nasty, and we've seen him get on those stretches. And, again, he also – um, even though the results hadn't always been there in his first few starts, the strikeouts were, the swing and miss stuff was, that's a generally a real sign of, of progression for a pitcher, of, of growth, of development. 
and we're seeing that in Eflin. So I'm cautiously optimistic that Zach Eflin's going to be a, a guy for this team, that he's going to be maybe not a consistent three that you would like, but I don't think that when we look back in 29 games, crazy, at the regular season, heading into the playoffs, we won't say, oh, Zach Eflin was the problem. That, that's what I think. Now, Jake Arrieta, yeah, I think we could say that. as uh, Maybe we could have been a few games better if that guy weren't there, and I think there's no chance Jake Arrieta is starting a playoff game. I just don't trust Arietta. I think um, we'll see you just hope that we can get a few more starts, a couple more starts like the good ones. He's had two good ones, and the others have been horrendous. I just don't expect anything from him. Every time he takes the hill, I just hope we score a lot of runs, and you never know what's going to happen. I think the real question, and I don't think anyone can count on him, I think the real question is Spencer Howard. Can Spencer Howard give you something? And we've seen the the high-end potential, you know, especially early on in his last start, but he hasn't proved that he can go at all deep into games. He's proven to tire out. The velocity really went down last start, and I, I know they're looking into that. There's nothing physically wrong with him, they say, so that's good. But... um. I think I think the way to look at it is like I, I feel incredibly confident in Spencer Howard's career in him being good. Injuries provided all that type of stuff. That I, I I think the best is yet to come. The question is, will we get something good this year? Like legit good, something that can really help this team. Because the potential's there, the talent's there for that to happen. I mean, in spades. It's just, look, not every pitcher can come up to the majors for the first time and, and succeed immediately. Uh, in fact, we see a lot of great, great pitchers struggle off the bat. Many, most, some might say. You know, So uh, um, it wouldn't be shocking if Spencer was just merely you know, solid for them or, or hit or miss at times. Sometimes he's great, sometimes he's not. Um, but I think... As Spencer Howard goes one way or the other there, I think that could really make a big difference for this team and seeding and how they end up and whether they can actually win the NL East because, um, you know, if Howard's good, if he puts it together and he can give you five, six innings of, you know, two-run type ball, I mean, that's that's something. <laughs> legit, you know, from your fourth, quasi-fourth, legit fifth, whatever you want to say, starter. Um, especially if Eflin can be saw, those are the type of things that could take this team from a, from a wild card team to the to the winning the division legitimately, or to if nothing else, being the number two seed out of the division, being the top wild card team, whatever. Not having to play the Braves early on, which you're gonna have to do anyway. Maybe you want them in a three game series instead of a full series. That's actually an interesting argument to come in eighth, um, but you know that is uh, obviously. Um, not something you do on purpose, but it is an interesting thought experiment. Ultimately, um, the Phillies three games back of, of the Braves now in the uh, division. So they're right there. They're tied with the Marlins who keep winning 16-15. But both those teams well ahead of the Nats and the, uh, the Mets right now. So, um, look, I think you just feel good about where they're at. And I think they can make a, a run um, and be a, a contender for the NL East, uh, even though it's a short period of time here. Um, but these things have to go right. Obviously, let's get to the most important thing, the bullpen. And I think, obviously, the number one question for this team heading into the second half is, is the question, you know, the question is, are the additions enough? You know, is bringing in David Hale, David Phelps, Brandon Workman, Heath Embry enough? Is getting Ranger Suarez back enough? Is JoJo Romero real? You know, is JoJo actually a legit lights-out guy for you? 
I mean, Jojo Romero could be the Sir Anthony of this season. You know, when Sir Anthony came up and all of a sudden it was like, oh, my God, look at this guy. We have a wipeout, lights out reliever. What a big deal. Um, Jojo's look like that so far. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see um, if they decide to um, start to uh, put him in more high leverage situations and maybe face – uh, a few more tough righties rather than just tough lefties um, like he's kind of been doing so far. But, I mean, JoJo is the kind of guy who can help swing a season in a way, you know, make a team a lot better uh, uh, when you go out and make the moves the Phillies already have. And we haven't seen David Hale pitch, but, you know, we talked about it yesterday. I think he's going to be a big addition to this team, and, and he's locked in right now. He's been really great for the Brewers. Uh, can face righties and lefties, better against righties, really good against righties. Um, but Phelps is just a good pitcher, and he's gonna be—he's gonna make them better. Um, you know, Neris didn't look great last night, but also didn't implode. Was able to work his way out of the inning. Gives up the two base runners, figures it out. Tommy Hunter, um, still scary, but has been getting the job done. Um, Ranger Suarez coming back—if he's healthy and give you something—I mean, he looked good at the end of last season at times. Uh, there's some upside there with Suarez, and then again, if JoJo can be something and. Look, Henry and Workman, I'm, I'm not excited about, and I certainly don't like Workman as the closer, but, I mean, those guys can at least get you some big outs. They've had some bad outings, too, but they've gotten some big outs, too. Um, and, again, you certainly feel more comfortable with them than Cole Irvin or Trevor Kelly or Austin Davis or Nick Pavetta or Ramon Rosso or Reggie McClain, Daolis Guerra, so on and so on. I mean, for real, that list of names, like, as much as Workman and Hembry are infuriating, they're both better than any of those guys. So um, I don't think this bullpen is going to end up being anything to write home about. I don't think it's going to be good by any means. I don't even think it's going to be league average. I think it's going to be a bad bullpen. But I don't think it's going to be the worst in the history of baseball like it was on pace to be and started out the season being. And that's a big advantage. That's a big step forward. I think it will make a big difference in season two. I think that you can get by with it. I think, as I said yesterday, I think ultimately this team gets exposed in the playoffs uh, with this pen at a certain point. Um, they're just not going to be able to hold leads, and the team they're facing will be able to hold said leads. Um, and look, in October, we know, I mean, pitching steps up, and the bats generally take a seat comparatively, and a team built wholly on needing offensive production it's a dangerous strategy in october i'm not saying it hasn't worked before and can't work again it certainly has and it certainly can and look the 2008 phillies are an example of one um so it can and we've seen it work firsthand but um you need things to go your way and um also they that team had a great bullpen and i really think that the bullpen especially when it's of this level can, can be that kind of great equalizer in the playoffs particularly so I do think it'll end up being in their Achilles heel, but the question is, can it be good enough to, to give us a real run here, to, to get them in the playoffs, maybe win a series, you know, that first round, three-game series, who knows, um, maybe mess around and, and get to the uh, NL Championship Series. I mean, it's possible. It's not insane. I don't think it's likely. I wouldn't bet on it. Ultimately, I think there are just teams that are better, like the Dodgers and the Padres and the Cubs, and the Braves are still better, I think, but they're not – you know, way better, and it's a weird short variance late in season, so that's why I think the Phillies can still win this division, but ultimately, I think the bullpen will, will be good enough to give us a ride, um, and, uh, you know, not good enough, ultimately, to, to sustain that ride. 
All right, tonight, Philly's back at it. Two more against the Nats uh, as they round out this homestand uh, with winning two or three against the Braves and so far two against the Nats. Um, and then uh, heading to New York for four, so a big stretch of games. Then back home for Boston, then that seven-gamer against Miami. Um, so it's going to be an intense little ride coming up here with a lot of important games. Those Miami games are going to be massively important, it would appear as of now, but uh, a lot of games still prior to get there. And um, 7.05 or tonight, then 4.05 tomorrow as uh, tonight a big one. Uh, Wheeler versus Scherzer. Talk about a haymaker matchup. Last night we got Nola Corbin. Tonight we get Wheeler-Scherzer. Not much better than that. It isn't. It doesn't get much better. I mean, that's an awesome, awesome pitching matchup. Um Look, you, you, you never feel good going against Scherzer. Zach Wheeler has been the Phillies' most consistent starter. Every time out, he's gay, he's kept them in the game. He's he's given them an outing. Um, so let's hope we can do it again and against Scherzer because it's going to be a, a big one. And if the Phillies can win another and, and really just keep this role goaling it, um, keep that momentum moving forward, you know, they're they're in a good spot. They're, they're doing good things. So um, there's some excitement, a little Phillies fever here, and it's exciting. So, um Either way, whatever happens tonight, we'll be back. We'll talk about it tomorrow. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.